Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast and video cast where we talk to your favorite actors from film and television, music, comedy, and more. Wherever pop culture exists, you will find me hanging out there. Again, my name is Brett Allen, and you can find me on social media as such. And mm-hmm. today, we are talking with the super talented Chell Ramos, who is a part of so many amazing projects going all the way back to Outer Banks, uh, the mm-hmm. Gifted, and we're talking about two big ones right now. We're talking about The Walking Dead, as well as Long Slow Exhale. Uh, Chell, welcome into the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, well, I am a fan, and of course, this is a tale of a couple different conversations because we're talking about two very polarizing, different projects. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's an understatement, to say the least. Now, People know you as a fan favorite from The Walking Dead. So let's talk about that because, and please correct me if I'm wrong, this is the last season for The Walking Dead, correct? Like we've come to a long end, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, it is, it is. It's uh, it's it's so great though, because I love whenever mo- uh, TV shows, they they have a really great ending, you know? Some of them, they like keep on going on forever and it's like, all right, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. But this is going to be a good, good ending to it. Yes, it's been on for how many seasons? I I mean, it's been on for a very long time. I, I yeah. mean, good. And uh, 11, 11 seasons, yeah. 11 seasons. And there have been subsequent spinoff shows as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had other cast members on, Christine Evangelista and a couple others who have been a part of the Walking Dead universe. So let's talk about your character and how they fit into the storyline this season and what... You can share, no spoilers, obviously, about sort of what's the fate, I guess you could say, or what's happening with your storyline. Right. Yeah. So um, back in uh, uh, season 10, uh, Eugene meets Stephanie on the radio. And then uh, I don't know. I mean, that's already been aired. So I think I can go ahead. and. Yeah, say we're that. pretty safe with that. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we decide to meet each other. And so that's what unravels in um, season 11. And uh, it's been really fun. I think what's really cool about it is that uh, Eugene has not really seen, like Commonwealth is like, like (laughs) just colors and polka dots and ice cream. And he's never seen any of that kind of stuff. So it's it's really beautiful to see his character kind of like this five-year-old in Candyland. And um I think that's what I really like about our our connection is that I'm getting to see this. Like I remember those times whenever, you know, fighting off zombies and stuff. And now I'm really a part of like Commonwealth. So yeah, our connection has been really, really great. It's almost like these two like kind of shy, bashful people, like and they like it comes out to be this like beautiful like relationship. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. How interesting. So I'm very curious because when you take two characters like that who 
one has been part of a environment for a very long time and then the other which again is sort of opposite of that and you bring them together like that there has to be a lot of natural i guess chemistry would be the best way to say it because you're taking these two worlds and you're mashing them together when you guys get the opportunity to meet how do you find your way well let's back up because this show's been on for a very long time 11 seasons as we mentioned and there's a lot that has happened and, and changes and this, that, and the other. So when you're coming on to the scene like this and you're getting these two characters together, how do you find your way into this role? Because it's very different, I think, from a lot of the work that you've done, clearly, you know, from like a mutant or whatever to like, you know, fighting off zombies, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. I think what's what's kind of fun is that... Um, so my character doesn't have a whole lot of um is not very versed in fighting off zombies um i don't know if you watched a few of the episodes that my character has been in but it's like she's not really great at like super savvy so yeah <laughs> right exactly so it's been fun though because it's actually made me like turn off because stephanie's a very different character like you said that then when I've played I'm used to like you know being the the one chick in all the group of guys or the one that you know is very tough and this one she's Stephanie's a bit more and they're like oh I don't really know and, and a little bit shy and a little bit yeah not street savvy at all yeah <laughs> but there's hope we'll see what happens right because right. we don't really know but yeah. um yeah that I find that whole show so fascinating and I had read stories, I don't know, probably within the last few years that even because you guys are filming in Atlanta, right? Is that where right. you're still? OK. Are you still filming at the Tyler Perry Studios or have you guys kind of moved on from that and are just filming in Atlanta itself? Because that whole state just has engulfed the Walking Dead universe. It's crazy how much um, they've been involved and the state's been involved and just it's really kind of been a major source of income so to speak for for the whole thing oh yeah it's been great georgia has blew up like in the past like you know eight 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 years um i was never i never shot um at the tyler perry studios um we're over there in like a snoya georgia okay that's where we're okay. at yeah it's like an hour an hour and a half like south from atlanta yeah, I mean, what he heard about what was going on, you know, I think initially he was kind of like, I don't know about that, but then watched the show and has been very involved in the past bringing that show to life. But yeah, yeah. Georgia has blown up really and is becoming mm -hmm. a hot spot for television and things like that. So that's great. Excited to see uh, what happens next for you and your character. Let's Thank shift you. gears here to a very different project. I know... I don't believe this one has been released yet. There's a little bit of information, long, slow exhale. Let's talk about that because it's very different from uh, The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very different. Um, I don't know how much I can say about it, but I can say that it is about this. Um, I really love it because it's about this camaraderie, camaraderie of basketball, female basketball players yes. and like um, not just what goes on on the court, but like what happens in their personal lives. Um, and I think it's really a great, not just for females, but like, you know, what there's so much involvement with like football players and, and basketball players and hockey and all of that. And then to kind of peek in and see what they go through in their personal lives. It's to me, it's a very cool dynamic and something that like is not really um, known on TV, like right now. 
Um, yeah. and these, these girls are everybody on there is just very good actors. Um, and they, a lot of them don't, I believe they don't have a huge amount of credits, but they're just so natural on screen. Um, it's great. And, and my character is very fun. It's another character that I had not played. It's my first time playing like a young mom on, on this, on a, on a show, a TV show. So that's that's kind of fun and uh, my sister has four kids so I've like always asked her the questions like well what would, what would you do here and <laughs> so it's been great yeah I love it that's very fascinating yeah I there's been a lot of uh buzz and releases about it I think you've pretty much covered what you probably can talk about yeah. so that's forthcoming of course you have that mm-hmm. you're very busy I can even see in the background of where we're talking here, you have your self-tape studio all set up and things like that. That's been the norm recently, right? And I yeah. think will probably continue to be for quite some time. Are you based in Atlanta or are you based in L.A.? Where are you based at? Is most of your auditioning these days self-taping? Oh, yeah. It's all self-taping. Um, New York and Atlanta, I split my time between okay. um, the both of them. But I mean, I like L.A., but I think I really like the hustle and bustle of New York. And I'm just I really love it there. My family's from Florida. So and I'm very close with my family. So Atlanta is a good like, you know, like a spot, a universal spot for me. But yeah, like, but I split my time between New York and Atlanta mostly. Yes, I would imagine for most of what you've done kind of is just filmed all over the place. So you've been able to go back to work successfully. Things are back to normal. I ask a lot of the actors this question. How has your experience been filming outside of all the madness that's happened and getting back onto set again and, and just sort of adjusting to like what the new normal is? So Outer Banks, we started filming like in the middle of it all. I think it was August. And yeah. we were one of the first ones from Netflix to go back. And I mean, every set that I've been on since with Long So Exhale, uh, Walking Dead and Outer Banks, they've all been really, really like making sure that we're following the rules. And but everybody's very just nice at, at not. I've heard some stories where people are like, oh, put your mask on. And, and I have not <laughs> had to do that. But like um, but everybody has been very, very, very conscious of everybody's health so i'm very fortunate for that yeah yeah i think outer banks and like one other show maybe we're the first to go back and really kind of start paving the way uh and really kind of set the standard for what other productions would look like um Mm. once they were able to go back so yes of course outer banks we can't forget that so many projects in the can i i'm very curious because you're very active in the film and television industry, but the question I always like to ask is what do you do when you're not preparing for something? How do you stay in the creative space outside of performing and acting? I have found, especially with COVID like happening, I have found that a lot of self, um, I meditate a lot. I do a lot of stuff that has to do with like centering um, myself, but I've picked up painting Okay. Um, I'm not good at all, (laughs) but it's very fun to just, um, have this like freedom. One of my girlfriends and I, we were talking yesterday and we were talking about how, like, what is like real freedom? Because we think in like, you know, we have this like freedom, like box that we have, but it's only, I can only go so far. And we think that that's still like freedom, but no freedom is like doing whatever your body wants to express, whatever your mind wants to express. And um, it's been really fun just like kind of just throwing stuff on the pane and like seeing what my 
being wants to put on the canvas. It's not doing it for anything. And I have like, like I have them all over the place and, <laughs> but I'm like, Hey, this is fun. I like, I really like doing it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Who knows? You could maybe sell them or donate them. I don't know. I, I always find it fascinating when I talk to actors like yourself and we, you know, I think what people miss is that there is more to you, generally speaking, than what we see on television or maybe mm -hmm. in the media, if that makes any sense, because mm -hmm. it's like you have to do other things to keep the creative spaces flowing, um, you know, because there's this thing about people like to say or put a stigma like on comedians. It's like, well, they're all damaged. They're all hurt. And I don't think that's true. I don't buy into that. But they have other things that they do, you know, to keep the juices flowing, whether it's doing Instagram or whatever. I've talked to some folks and they did painting or they took up, you know, uh, flight lessons. I mean, it's crazy. Outside of that, what else did you find yourself filling your time with when you had to be home all the time besides painting? Did, did you find yourself looking at other creative things and trying things and going, oh, this might stick? to the paint or, or it might not or may not. Yeah. I, you know, I, before, I, before I was an actor, um, I was a dancer for a very long time. Um, okay. from school of Florida and I was raised like as a dancer and I, um, somebody told me, I don't know why, like somebody told me like a, a while ago, like you can't be a dancer that acts or you won't be taken seriously. So I kind of like put the dancing like on the backboard a little bit. And then once COVID like came, I, I found myself like really just getting back into it. There's this thing that I do on the weekends. It's called ecstatic dance. Okay. And they just play music and there's no like form or anything. And people are like, like howling at the moon. Like you're like, like just shaking like the energy out. And I think that's what our bodies like sometimes need is like push that energy away from us, whether it's singing or painting or, or acting or dancing. Like it just, the energy needs to escape out of us because a lot of times that's what it feels like kind of in that um stuck or caged um so ecstatic dance was a big one yeah it's very interesting my cousin does a lot of that the it's i hula hooping too oh, um, nice. yeah it's i so i i've heard that before but i i think just i find it fascinating overall just to hear about all the different things that people are able to do you know creative outlets and keep the juices flowing I want to wind the clock back to when you first started as an actor. Well, you were a dancer first. Mm -hmm. How did you know that acting was something that you wanted to pursue? Because dancing is a creative art, but it's so different than, you know, being on television. Like, at what point did you kind of go, okay, this is something I want to to take a stab at and do, you know, and make a career out of? Yeah, you know, um, I didn't watch like movies like growing up. Okay. Like my, my parents, like they were like, no, you need to go outside and go play. And so there was a lot of like my brothers and I and my sister, we would go out and like go to the creeks and we would like had these like, well, we're like these cavemen and we have, we found these blackberries are making this blackberry stew. And like those, that's the kind of like world that I was kind of living in. So at that point, I didn't even know like what even acting was like, I didn't, we, I mean, we watched like, here comes Franklin on, on that's the kind that is the kind of cartoons that we would watch um so it wasn't until like I was like later maybe like 19 years old I was dancing and and you know I was I did a lot of really fun things as a dancer but I was on a trip at Universal Studios I was like on vacation with my dad and my my family 
And they had these auditions for the Egyptian mummy princess. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go and do it. It was one of the the top actor like roles for the theme park. And so I go there, audition. I have no idea what I'm doing. And this, this character also, she doesn't speak. It's like, she, she uses her eyes. I was like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I had that like mind of like, I'm just going to jump in. So two weeks later, I get back to Pensacola. I was working as a, as a dispatcher, full-time dispatcher at Cox Communications. They call me up, but (laughs) they call me up and they said, Hey, we want to offer you one of the top contracts here at Universal. And I'm like, what? Like, I have no idea. Cause this is, I'm still living at my parents' house. I'm 18 years old. Like, this is like, it requires you to like move to Orlando. So I talked to my mom and dad about it. And I said, uh, I think I'm going to go. And so I put my two weeks in at Cox Communications and I picked up and I went and, and that was like the start of it. So I, there, I don't know if there was necessarily a thing like, oh, I want to do that on TV, but I was like, oh, there's this audition. I'm going to go do it. And so it led me into the world of acting, even though it wasn't TV and film, it kind of like led me into that. And then like three years later, I started, I was like, okay, I want to make this a career. I want to do this. Like, and so I got into some classes at, um, at Artsake in Orlando for a TV and film. And so I kind of drifted off out of the theme park. The theme park was great, but I wanted to reach other viewers that are, that don't go to theme parks. Right. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people got their start doing that, working at Six Flags in a show or Universal or Disneyland. I mean, really, if you have no experience and you want to do it, you know, that's a great place to start because it teaches you all the things that you need to know uh, to be present and, and all of that. And they take that stuff very seriously. Like it's not a joke, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a big deal. That is awesome. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what happens next on The Walking Dead. And of course, uh, Long Slow Exhale, which will be coming out here in the near future. And uh, this has been just a fun Interesting conversation. One last question, Shell, as we wrap up here. Best advice that you've been given as an actor or perhaps maybe shared with somebody else uh, that has helped sustain you or maybe helped somebody else along the way in their trajectory as a performer or an artist? I listen to a lot of like uh, Abraham Hicks and she talks about don't allow, don't give somebody else your power because you always have all of the power. Um, And I think that that has always stuck with me. I think a lot of times like I want to I want to reach for outside sources. What can make me better? But we can't forget about what's going on right here in our life, in our bodies, in our mind. Um, So yeah, keep your power. I love it. Don't let anybody steal it from you because they don't have the ability to do that unless you allow them to it. Shell Ramos, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Brett. I appreciate it. (laughs) That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.